And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. All right, welcome in back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Good evening. I hope everybody's weekend was great. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. My co-host, Lucy Burge, over there on the East Coast. Lucy, good evening. How was the weekend for you? A good evening, Sprague. So, Brandon Sprague, don't look now, but the Red Sox have won five games in a row. They just swept. What? The, 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 swept a four-game series. I am so happy right now. The Red Sox are, are hot right now, I would say. I'm not going to say they're back or that they are going to win the World Series, but they're hot right now. So it was for once in, in the past two months, it's been a good weekend, Red Sox-wise. I feel like every week I come on here and say, well, the Red Sox had a terrible weekend, so so did I. But no, this weekend was great. Went to Connecticut, saw my family, watched the Red Sox with them, and uh, watched the Red Sox win because then they swept. And so, yeah, it was a nice little weekend. How was your weekend? Um, uh, it was great. You know, I, I got one of my last rounds of golf in today, so that was kind of nice. I don't get to golf all, all that often during football season for obvious reasons. And so that was nice. My Braves got a clean sweep uh, over the Rockies, and now, you know, they're one game back of the Mets. And college football was back yesterday, and my Oregon State Beavers start off 1-0, and then just the entire schedule right. was like from 9 a.m., and I don't think I was done watching football. Oregon State's game got done at – I want to say 2, 2.15 a.m. your time, 11.15 Pacific. Wow. So it was a pretty late – yeah, it was a late game. I was pretty exhausted because yeah. I'm washed. But it's a good weekend. I, I am a little surprised to hear you say you're not taking the Red Sox to win the World Series. You are the same person t- somehow betting the Lions to win the Super Bowl. So, like, why would you mm-hmm. not bet oh. the Red Sox World Series odds? Well, because they need to win one more series, and then maybe I okay. will think about it. Their odds are extraordinarily long at this point and kind of jaw-droppingly long, but not super shocking. The Lions, we will get to why I am now all in, completely in on the Lions to wow. win the Super Bowl because because this a lot has happened and I can't wait for the final episode of Hard Knocks. That is for sure. But the, the Red Sox are surprising, but they were playing the Rangers. And that is where my hesitancy lies. Because once yeah. they start playing teams that are good, it's not going to be sweeps anymore. It's not going to be broom sauce anymore across the board for the Red Sox because uh, both our teams swept this weekend. So that was that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But this, yeah, I think the Red Sox are going to struggle again. And that's why the hesitancy is there and the skepticism that this team is actually good again is there. Um, but I think Tristan Cassis was an exciting addition to the team. He was called up to the Red Sox today, had a good day defensively. And I think that those little sparks of energy as they slowly call up New uh, players from AAA uh, will help them as they go down the stretch, maybe to the World Series. But the uh, issue, too, <laughs> is that it feels like every day the most consistent pitcher for the Red Sox this season has been TBD. TBD is my favorite pitcher because it is always pitchers TBD because every player, every pitcher goes on the IL for one reason or another. Of course, Chris Sale, Cutter Crawford, not on the IL, 15-day IL. And uh, it's not good looking for any – if you're a pitcher for the Red Sox, I would be weary about the rest of your season because you're probably going to get hurt. That is how it's gone for every pitcher this season. So you get little things like that. You get uh, players coming up from AAA who are great, and then you get players suddenly hurt and suddenly fatigued or suddenly a spasm or suddenly something is tight and sore – and that's where the problem lies. So I, if they can continue this success, I would not count out the World Series after one more series win against a stronger team maybe than the Rangers. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing kind of winds down. The Yankees' lead in the AL East is dwindling. Aaron Judge still going yard. Albert Pujols is five homers away from 700. And look, the wild cards are not settled in either side. And so you still have races going on, division races going on, and uh, I, I think baseball, we're going to start with college football here, but baseball season is, it's kind of ramping down. And so that means October's right around the corner and playoff baseball, you just can't beat it. And so we get to find out who's actually going to get into the dance. I can tell you in the Northwest, yeah. uh, there's still a lot of people interested to see the Mariners who have the longest current oh, post- yeah. uh, uh, streak in pro sports with a no playoff appearances. Um, they're on year 21. And so yeah. people want to see if they can finally snap it. It appears that they will. I think fan graphs give them like a 
96 or 97% chance of locking up a wild card spot. And so, you know, if you want to bet the Seattle Mariners to make the playoffs, I don't know if the value is going to be all that great because they're kind of destined to. Um, but it's just interesting to watch as this thing winds down uh, to see where certain teams are. How much college football did we dive into? College football back, Lucy. And boy, oh, was it so back. Much. We had some really, really good matchups on paper. Some of the games didn't end up being as close on television, but on paper, we had some good matchups. Absolutely. Ohio State, my pick to win it all. They did very well this week. CJ Stroud yeah. making the case, making the case for the Heisman for himself, because that's my other pick. Him to win the Heisman, Ohio State to win mm-hmm. the national championship. Both of those things looked pretty good. Both of those bets looked pretty in play in that game. And they, they came back, too. That's the thing. C.J. Stroud led them to a comeback. I liked to see that a lot. Also, Kentucky looking pretty good as well. Will Levis, he and I went to the same middle school, so I will be rooting for him. He, Kentucky's my sleeper pick. Will Levis, my sleeper Heisman pick. So uh, those two things happened this weekend that were very good that I liked. Yeah, you know, I, I watched a lot of that. Well, I watched almost all these games, but, like, I watched a lot of that Ohio State-Notre Dame game, and – you know, uh, one of our producers in the show, Evan, I kind of felt for him. I think he's a golden domer and uh, just tough. Mm. It's got to be tough because Marcus Freeman oh, yeah. had the defense ready. Um, you know, Lucy, they showed up. They created havoc. They did not make it easy for Ohio State's offense. I mean, you look at the final score and, you know, they ended up winning the game, but they held Ohio State below what I think many people were expecting all week going into that matchup. People were talking about Ohio State and how they're going to blow out Notre Dame. And Notre Dame was like a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, if you took Notre Dame with those points, I think you feel pretty good. They only lost by 11, and it was a late touchdown to kind of ice that game away. The problem with Notre Dame, and this is kind of haunting Notre Dame throughout their time playing elite-level programs like Ohio State, their offense struggled. And so mm-hmm. their offense couldn't quite keep up. They only dropped 10. You know, C.J. Stroud – I thought he was real hot and cold. I thought he had some good moments, and I thought he had some moments where he didn't look as uh, good. And and while I don't fault your pick, I think Ohio State deserves a lot of respect in terms of maybe being the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, Lucy, I, I just I don't know if I trust them fully. And so it's going to be interesting to see how their season goes because I don't think that conference is all that strong top to bottom. They'll have a few really good opponents. Uh, but – Ohio State, I thought they were pretty close. They were flirting with losing that game to Notre Dame, who was a 17-and-a-half-point underdog, uh, which yeah. speaks volumes not only to Marcus Freeman, but also maybe Ohio State not being quite as good as people thought they would from the get-go. We'll see, though, if they can ramp it up as the season goes on. Yeah, that was the thing, too, is that I watched this game with my dad and my brother, who are big Notre Dame fans, and they were saying, oh, didn't you pick Ohio State to win the national championship? And I said, yes, I sure did. And so then mm-hmm. the Ohio State won the game, and I was like, look at that. You know what? It's, it's just one game, of course, but that pick is still very much in play. But, yeah, C.J. Stroud, if you want to get him to win the Heisman, it's still as long as plus 400 right now. So there's a bit of value there. If you think he can do it, then uh, I would say go for it. Yeah. Um, you know, other games that happened yesterday, Ohio State, Notre Dame, probably the biggest one in terms of preseason rankings, which, by the way, I note this every year. Preseason rankings actually don't matter, although I, I think you can make an argument they do because they help create narratives. But largely Mm -hmm. these rankings, when you see this little number next to a team, it's not a ranking from the playoff committee. So it actually doesn't count. It doesn't matter that two beat five because until the committee ranks these teams, technically they don't, they're not ranked because these AP rankings, these coaches poll rankings, they do nothing but set narratives. They don't apply to the college football playoff. And so it's the committee who sets the rankings. And these rankings are, are still kind of irrelevant, but we have to go off them. And so we have a five versus a two. Uh, another pretty big game in week one of the college football slate, uh, Oregon, Georgia. I can tell you right now, this was a huge game out here. I, I don't think anybody expected the Ducks to win. It was being realistic, but they were also 17 to 70 and a half point underdogs to Georgia, the defending national champions, who also lost 15 players to the NFL draft. Uh, seven of which I think came from just the defense. And Lucy, they couldn't have been more embarrassed. I mean, Georgia just this, smoked them 49 to three. 49 to three. That score, that is tough. Brutal. That is real tough for Oregon. So now Georgia is tied for with, with Ohio State, second place to win the national championship. Were they third on the odds list? This was my question. Third on the odds list because it's so difficult to repeat. 
because it seemed like they should have been second in the odds list above Ohio State was my first thought here. I could be wrong, but my thinking was, is it because it's so difficult to repeat that they were third? Because I feel mm-hmm. like they should have been second all along. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, and look, Alabama has Will Anderson, who is probably very deserving of winning Heisman as a defensive player for Alabama. But they had the defending Heisman winner or the the last Heisman winner on their roster. So we'll see how that goes. But you could probably make a case if that's what Georgia's going to be. And I, I don't think Oregon's going to be as good as their ranking showed. But if that's Georgia, that Georgia might be the best team in football. Like that, that was yeah. an unbelievable stellar performance. That defense, even at the end, Lucy, that game was well in hand. They were playing backups. Oregon gets down to about the two. And you could see it. Kirby Smart in that defense. They took that personal. They did not want to give up a touchdown. They shut them down. Turnover on downs. Kirby Smart's fist pumping at the end, which kind of tells you all you need to know about how personal guys like that take those kinds of things. And so, man, if this is going to be Georgia, Georgia might be as good as they were last year, if not be right there with Alabama making the SEC title that much more interesting. Exactly. They came out swinging. 49-2-3 is a heck of a way to start the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's, – it's an unbelievable start for them. And I can tell you right now, a lot of people out in Oregon, you know, I, and I'll, be, I'll admit it, I was one of them. I thought Oregon could keep it within 17, 17 and a half, you know, maybe a backdoor cover uh-huh. late and just <laughs> – Ah, uh, it was, you know, it's 28-3 at halftime. I know. Yeah, at what, at what point, Sprague, were you like, this game's out of hand? I can't anymore. This did, did, was it like, uh, this is too much? 14-0, I was like, no, Oregon's, okay. Oregon's cooked. You, you can just, yeah. I mean, it, really, you can make an argument the first quarter because when you watch these two teams play, uh, I'll steal a line from one of my friends who's a Duck fan. It looked like the JV versus the varsity. It looked like if mm. I padded them up, and went and played against my 13-year-old nephew, it looked like that. That was the difference in talent, um, in the depth, in the way that they played physically. Like, it just looked like two different tiers of college football teams. Uh, and so, unfortunately, uh, for Oregon, they get smoked, and Georgia defends their national championship uh, with a pretty big win. Another Pac-12 team, they were favored on the road, Utah at Florida. Let's run through this real quick. Uh, Utah upset by Florida. Anthony Richardson with a late touchdown. And uh, yeah. Utah throws a pick at the goal line with 22 seconds left. A bad play by quarterback Cam Rising. And Utah falls. And Florida, who maybe think are going to be middle of the road in the SEC, Lucy, uh, get the upset against uh, maybe the Pac-12's best team. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, 274 total yards, three touchdowns. That's not bad. <laughs> that is a great uh, opening here for, for them. So it, big, big game for Anthony Richardson. Yeah, huge game for him. And, you know, Florida, I don't know how much I put stock into Florida's SEC chances, but it's just another blemish on the Pac-12's old resume. Uh, I should note a couple funny games that happened yesterday. These are a little off the beaten path. Those are kind of your biggest games that happen ranking and matchup-wise. Can we talk real quick about Iowa-South Dakota? Did you, did you happen to see anything in that game? So I did not, actually. Okay, that's fine. So I'm kind of glad you did and you have no reason to, by the way. This game was absolute dog-ass. Dog I mean, this was a trash game of trash games. This game was 3-3 three to three late in the second half. Okay? Oof. Iowa gets a safety. And so now it's 5-3. to three. This is late fourth. Iowa's supposed to be a good Big Ten team. Uh, South Dakota State is like mediocre, you know, maybe FCS-level type college football team. And so now it's 5-3. They, they storm late. South Dakota State gets the ball back. They get the ball near their own end zone. They got another safety. Iowa wins 7-3, to three, and there's oh a fan caught God. on camera. Iowa gets the safety, so it's 7-3. There's an Iowa fan standing, and his friend is clapping next to him, and he's standing like this with sunglasses, and he's asleep. He had fallen asleep he, because of how boring I don't blame him. was. I don't blame I, him. I didn't if either. it's three to three late in the second half, that is a snooze fest. That is stupid because there's a, there is another another off the beaten path little story here. I think Virginia Tech is either cursed or Old Dominion was trying to put a hex on them because first their coaches get stuck in the elevator at the second half and it's delayed because they're yes. stuck in the <laughs> elevator and they can't get back to the game. Then after the game. Virginia Tech finds out, like, oh, all our stuff was stolen from the locker room. They had a bunch of their items were taken. 
from the locker room. So something weird was going on there, but the visual of on the screen game delayed because coaches stuck in the elevator. That is college football's back. Everybody. It is back after something like that. Evan asking a good question in our, our, our chat here. Uh, have you ever fallen asleep at a sporting event? That's something to ponder over and we'll get to at some point. Oh yes. uh, Very quickly. Cincinnati's playoff hopes. They're already dashed. They're done. Arkansas with a pretty good win against them. That was an underrated football game. And very quickly, I cannot mention the Iowa game and not mention UNC Appalachian State at Appalachian State. 40 points scored yes. in the fourth quarter of that game, 62 in all, and the final was 63-61. App State comes up a yard short. So a great week one of college football. We'll see what week two provides. We dive into the NFL, some of our favorite bets. We get you ready for the NFL, which is starting Thursday this week. Back to the Futures Back on the BetQL Network. Hey, it's Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network. Sports bettors wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern on the BetQL Network. When you have so many bets, you can't take any more bets because those would conflict with your existing bets. Yeah. This is the first time I've had that happen to me. I've just been on the Vikings pretty hard, but then I look at, dang, I kind of like some of these odds at BetMGM, and I just can't jump on it. But Ryan lives his life in the middle. I remember when I first met him, this man was like, and he was just like, bet, we were betting some random games in the middle of summer for no reason because we were here and we had to for content. And Ryan was just like, yeah, I need, for example, the Yankees to win by, like, one run, but no more, no less, because I have a first five under. I also have these two home run props that I need to hit, and I also have a strikeout prop, but if I have a K prop that hits the over, then I'm probably screwed for the first five. But to save that, I've also got an outs prop right here. Like, he just has all these things going at once. I'm just like, Ryan, I just need to It's like Zach Galifianakis with the math above his head. You you know what I bet right now? I'll bet the Lions plus seven week three against the Vikings. Bet MGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the BetQL Network. I will be curious. I don't think the win total is going up because of hard knocks necessarily. I feel like this is going to make people just like the Lions. Not me, like not even betting on them a lot, but just like wanting to see them succeed, not wanting to ever bet unders on them, like hoping they do well. And there's going to be like a general optimism and positivity around this team. And then I'm going to have to be like the Grinch. That's like, I don't think they're going to be very good. <laughs> Oh, and give me a three. I, I hope that the optimism around the Lions provides us with an Eagles minus three in week one. That's what I right. so can, can you Can you imagine? And, and by the way, that number is coming down for people who have not followed the week one market. It'll just be interesting to see like how much that the vibe around the show kind of filters into betting markets, but just converse, really more conversations about betting. Like it's not like the number's going to move because Dan Campbell gave an inspirational speech. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on seeking help for mental problems. You know, I think for me in, in 2014, when I found myself in that dark, dark place where, you know, I, necess- I I didn't want to be alive in those four days when I was in my room by myself, not wanting to talk to anybody, not eating anything, not moving for three or four days. You know, for me, after sitting there and thinking about everything, I, I wanted to find a different way. I wanted to find a different answer. Um, I was sick and tired of feeling how I felt and just that opportunity of sharpening up your tools. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do, and that's why I, that, that's why I started to seek help, and, and, and that's when I checked myself into a treatment center. Uh, and, and since then, I've, I've been working with a therapist. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, 
Back to the Futures back here on the BetQL Network. Brandon Sprague, Lucy Burge on Twitter, at Lucio Burge, Instagram as well. Follow the prop queen as she gives you the prop bets every single day in the game of Major League Baseball. She hits at a 74.6% odd. I mean, I, I did, hold on, let me do the math. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did the math. 74.6%. Now, where did that number yeah. come from, you might be asking. Uh, I made it up, but I think she hits it close to that percentage. But that's correct. And so, Spring, how did you know there that? There you go. How did you know how well I've been doing? I'm a that good co-host. Incredible. I'm a good co-host. Yeah. I mean, I support yeah. you. I actually, I don't tell you this, but there is about once every other day that I steal one of your props and throw them in a parlay that I have. I love it. So that's 100%. how you know. That's how you yes. know that I'm hitting at an 87% rate with my props. That yes. is great. Right. Uh, just, we will, I'm hitting at a 93% rate. It's incredible, Spring. We will uh, – so give her a follow at Lucio Burrs. We will dive into a huge week coming up. I mean, look, let's set the table for you here real quick. Uh, back to the Futures, if you missed the last episode, is going to be pushed back one hour from its normal start time. So that is 5 Pacific right now, 8 Eastern. It's going to start at 6 Pacific next week and uh, 9 Pacific – uh, east or 9 p.m. East Coast time. Eastern. And so Back to the Futures will be pushed back one hour, but we will still be here. I don't know if we are supposed to say the addition coming to the show or if I'm supposed to keep that a secret. I don't know. Nobody communicates these things to me. I'm just, you know, I'm just the dancing clown. Go dance, clown. Uh, but we are expecting to and have boy, another are we co-host with us. Yeah. Uh, Cody Decker. You know, there, secret's out. Cody Decker's going to be part of the show. And uh, we're going to have a three-man show, and we're excited to do it. And so we start that next week. The NFL starts on Thursday, and obviously we will have a lot to recap now that college football, NFL, and then Major League Baseball winding down. um, There's never going to be enough time for it all, but that's what's coming starting next week. Uh, Starting Thursday, the NFL, as I mentioned, and uh, we'll get to some of the schedules for college and NFL uh, let's do some best bets here, some bets that we're eyeing. Now, these are pretty traditional futures bets here, Lucy. Division winners, maybe an MVP pick, Super Bowl. I have some matchups in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl that I find interesting, and the odds are pretty juicy. And we can even do Super Bowl champion. Uh, we're going to bring on our yes, super please. producer, Zach Kroll, and he's going to hop on now. Zach, uh, we'll have you back on, get your picks, and uh, let's dive into these things, guys. Okay, so let's uh, let's start with you, Lucy. Uh, what is a best bet? Doesn't matter where you go with this. What is a best bet that you like? Okay. So as I mentioned before, I really like the Lions to win the Super Bowl. And here is why I am very much more now on the Lions to win the Super Bowl. Have you seen the trailer for the new episode of Hard Knocks, which also happens to be the finale of this season's series? Eminem! is on the show. Eminem is in Hard Knocks. When I saw this, my jaw dropped. And I thought if I had not suggested slightly the Lions to win the Super Bowl, now I will. Because Eminem in this trailer said that he could play any position. He could get me out on the field, I'll play any position. And even though he's not going to, they're not going to let him do that, of course. The energy that he brought in the I can do anything energy that he brings to my life, because I saw this and I know this very well, the, the you can do anything, be like the best version of you you can be kind of in so many words, energy that he brought to this Lions practice. This Lions team can do anything. They, their odds should have shot up on the board as soon as Eminem said this to them. And just his presence there, I am so in on the line. I'm going to buy Lions gear. I'm going to be rooting so hard for the Lions every week. Lions to win the Super Bowl and Aiden Hutchinson, rookie of the year. Oh, okay. Let's just put this on the record, too. You are absolutely insane for that pick. There is no chance this is happening. This is a ten. This is a plus 10,000 chance of the Lions winning the Super Bowl. This is not happening. I don't care if Eminem shows up. This is not happening. They were not the plus 10,000, were they? But they were, they were the longest long shot close. that Luke, Luke Pergandy ever the, saw. Yeah, I think yeah. they were the third uh, least likely team in the AFC to make it. Uh, so, you know, a, a lot of people have been okay. asking who is this year's Bengals. I, I think it could be the Jaguars. Lions. We could get into them later. Oh, we'll get sure. into this. So that's Zach Kroll. Uh, Lucy, look, I, I hear what you're saying. The Bengals, you're right. I'll give you that, okay? I was wrong. 
The Bengals are not the. You know what the Lions are? I mean, the Lions are the Lions. It's a, that's like They're picking the Sacramento Kings to win the NBA championship. It just isn't happening. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I, I, I can never see that happening. Here, here's here's my bet to honestly look at the Buccaneers under 11 and a half wins, because I don't. Right. We can we will get to this later, but I do not know where Tom Brady's head is coming into this season, and I could easily see the Buccaneers winning 11 games. 11 and a yeah. half for the way that Tom Brady looked at that press conference. 11 yeah. and a half is very high. That is a high total yeah. for me. And I, I see that they could win just 10 or 11 games. So under on the Buccaneers win total would be a bet I would strongly uh, suggest. Zach, let's go to you. What is a bet that you really like this year you want to give out? All right, guys. I'm looking at the NFC, and I was trying to figure out what team should I pick to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Not win the Super Bowl, but represent and a lot of people have said this is a top-heavy league when you look at Tampa Bay. They're the favorites at plus 340. The Packers, plus 500. The Rams, plus 500. Even the Niners at plus 750. But I think I found my sleeper team that I, I'm going to make this bet as a little bit of a long shot, but I do think uh, this team could realistically come out of the NFC, and it's the Philadelphia Eagles at plus 1,000 to come out of the NFC. This is a team that made the playoffs last year. They were way ahead of schedule. And honestly, I think they have one of the five most talented rosters, one to 53 in the NFL. They add A.J. Brown to pair with Devontae Smith at wide receiver. They have Jalen Hurts in his third year. I think he's going to make a big leap. I think he could be an MVP long shot as well. He has upside. The Eagles are also great in the trenches. They draft Jordan Davis. That would be my pick uh, for defensive rookie of the year. They also bring in two corners, James Bradbury and C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Saints to pair. Uh, with Darius Slay. That's one of the best corner units in the league. This was a team that made the playoffs last year in a weak NFC. Give me the Eagles at plus 1,000 to come out. Uh, I like that pick. According to PFF.com, the Eagles do have a top-five roster. Their biggest concern for the Eagles, who, by the way, also have one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive lines in the National Football League, their biggest question mark is Jalen Hurts. And so, like, when you tell me the quarterback is the biggest question mark, I like that pick, Zach, because, well, I, the Eagles are the favorite to win the NFC East now with the offensive line issues of the Cowboys. But I just I don't know if I can fully trust him. I, I like it because I think the odds are juicy, but Hurts has to show it in that first couple weeks. I think he's got to come out to a monster start. When you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quiz Watkins, Goddard, and you've got two pretty good running backs in Gainwell Sanders, like I, I think they've got a, a, they have a potentially a start to maybe show everybody they are for real. I'm going to give you guys one. This is a division winner, um, mainly because I like the odds. And it, it goes to kind of what Lucy said. Lucy's got the under on the over-under of the Bucks of their win total 11.5. I'm going to go to the NFC South odds here. I'm getting the Saints at plus 310 on DraftKings. And I'm going to pick the Saints to win that division. And I'll tell you why. The Buccaneers' offensive line is a mash unit. If you haven't watched the Bucs training camp stuff or seen it, their offensive line has been banged to all hell. Tom Brady with no offensive line is not as great a player. Tom Brady at 45 with no offensive line, I'd imagine is even worse. Tom Brady arguing with his wife with no offensive line and 45, even worse. I'm getting over 3-1 to one odds here. Uh, I will take J-Mo and the Saints. And I think they're getting a little undersold here. I think the Saints have a real chance to surprise people in the NFC. And I like that over three to one action I'm getting on them winning the NFC South because I just don't trust that offensive line uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Lucy, what's another bet you love? I like the Packers to win the NFC because I think Aaron Rodgers is mm. truly what he says. He has never been happier. Tasty. I also, never doubt Aaron Rodgers. Also, the Packers do this every year. So I, who's to doubt them this year, the year that Aaron Rodgers has never been happier? He got that tattoo, which God knows still what that means. The tattoo could mean, you know, I'm going to, you know, he manifesting himself to win everything possible, the NFC and the Super Bowl. That's what it could mean. And it's, it's not, not a, the opposite of a curse. It is, it is a spell put on the team. You, you really, we don't know. This tattoo could literally mean anything, and it could be something very scary, but it's probably not. It's probably not. And Aaron Rodgers, I am never one to doubt Aaron Rodgers because he makes it look easy. And I want to say Aaron Rodgers is very understated because he's not like a, a superstar. I mean, he kind of is a superstar now, but he's not flashy about it really. But you, I forget some. I'm like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is good. He he'll just he's gonna win. Like he's going. To, I I absolutely would take the Packers here, especially because. He does drugs now. 
He, he has never been happier. He did that cleanse. He did all those things that he has done could just propel him. So who, who would I be to, to root against him or to think that he's not going to win the NFC this season? Uh, a lion's better. Oh, that's, this is true. This is true. But you know what? Hey. Yeah, but realistically. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's a long shot, babe. We all, we, yes, yeah. we all acknowledge this. That is, yeah, okay. Packers uh, by win the way, the NFC. <laughs> Lucy, if you like the Bills, Chargers, Broncos, or Bengals, for example, in a Super Bowl matchup with the Packers, you're getting plus 2,800, plus 4,000, plus 5,500, and plus 6,600 odds on any one of those bets for those two teams to meet in the Super Bowl. Zach, what is your second bet that you like? All right, guys, I'll go into the MVP market right now. And this isn't too big of a long shot. He's the second guy on the board. But I'm taking Patrick Mahomes at plus 800 to win the MVP. And when I look at Kansas City this year in general, this is really the first time in the Mahomes-Reed era they're going to be going into the season with some doubters. Not everyone is picking Kansas City to win the AFC West, the division they've won the last seven years in a row. And I, when I look at Mahomes, I was so impressed by him last year. It was really the first time in his NFL career he faced adversity. Kansas City starts off three and four. Their offense looks a little off. People are acting like the sky is falling. And all of a sudden, you turn around at the end of the season. They finish the year uh, as the number two seed in the AFC with home field. I think the last time people saw him on the field in that Bengal game, that's affecting how people are thinking. I know he lost Tyreek Hill, but for me, this is just a guy, whenever people doubt him, he rises to the occasion. I'm, I'm expecting a big year for Patrick Mahomes. I'm picking him to win the MVP at plus 800. I like that. I'm going to actually stay in the MVP. I, I think that's a really good pick, Zach. I think if he can show statistically not much of a fall off, I think that that's going to be a uh, good value for you. I got to be honest with you. I've kind of cornered the MVP market because there's two players I really like here. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of hedging a little bit, but two picks. I really like Justin Herbert is nine to one to win the MVP. If Justin Herbert puts up the same stats and they win that division, which many believe is the toughest division in football, and the Chargers go back to the playoffs, I think he's going to get most of the love for that. And then I also love this guy. I, I think he's coming in. He's not getting his contract. I don't understand what this team's doing with him, but he's one of my favorite players of all time. I'm taking Lamar Jackson at plus 2,000 MVP odds. Like, I know he won it a couple years ago. I know he got hurt last year. But I'm going to gamble that the 10 to 15 pounds he added on of muscle, plus the experience of suffering an injury that took you out um, for a little under half of a year, I, I'm going to just bank that he learned from it. And I think Lamar is, is getting a lot of value here. So I'm going to take Herbert at nine to one. And I'm also going to lay a bet on the uh, Lamar Jackson at plus 2000. I'll be happy with any one of those, uh, but it's a futures bet on the MVP. And so there, there's so many wild cards that could be going. Um, Lucy, what is, uh, let's see the time here we have left, but Lucy, what is, uh, yeah. what's another bet you love? So going along with Zach's Patrick Mahomes pick there, Chiefs to win the AFC. I think they're going to get back to winning the AFC. Bengals were a fluke last year. Not saying the Lions aren't going to be a fluke should they be successful. But no, I think the Chiefs are going to get back to it. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I'm not doubting them either. So Chiefs to win the AFC. Chiefs to win the AFC. Chiefs to win the Super Bowl is plus 1,000, by the way, on DraftKings. So some interesting value headed over there. No, that's really good. That's 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 really, really good. That's pretty good. Zach, what is a bet you love? All right, so I'm pulling up the odds right now. We mentioned the Chargers. I know a lot of people are super high on this team, like the Eagles. I think they're one of the five most talented teams in the NFL. But I'm going to throw a little bit of a flyer at plus odds. Give me the Chargers to miss the playoffs at plus 140. It should be a little higher, but plus 140. I'm not a Brandon Staley guy. I think it was an embarrassment that the Chargers missed the playoffs last year when they had one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. And I just don't trust this guy as a head coach. He's way too aggressive and off the field. Like, just the way he talks to the media. I, I feel like when you look at him, he, he takes a little bit of too much time trying to convince the media to love him. I, I'm not a Brandon Staley guy. I think the, I like the Raiders better. Um, Herbert's great. It doesn't have a lot to do with him. But I think when you look at the Chargers, give me them to miss the playoffs. Okay, Ooh, that's, a that's uh, I really hate that take because I, I, I want the Chargers to be good and exciting and fun, but I don't blame you. You're getting good odds there. Um, I'm going to go with one a Super Bowl bet here. Uh, I got Colts 
to win the Super Bowl. This team is not getting any respect. Nobody's oh. talking about the Indianapolis Colts here. They added Matty Ice over Carson Wentz. That's a huge upgrade. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts on DraftKings at plus 2,500 to win the Super wow. Bowl. Are they going to do it? Nobody knows, but that defense can fly around. They've got maybe the best running back in the NFL, and I think they upgraded at quarterback. We'll give a couple more. Me and Lucy will give a couple more, and then we'll move on. It's a busy, busy week of football, which starts Thursday with the National Football yes. League, and we got a college football game going on, so we'll update all of that coming up next here. Uh, back to the Futures. We wrap it up on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Listen to BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Weeknights, 7 to 11 Eastern with Ryan Horvath, Quinton Mayo, and Trista Crick on the BetQL Network. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Say what you want to about Sean McVay. The guy is an absolute genius when it comes to offense in the NFL. And the way he was talking about Matt Stafford in bro speak last year during training camp, he's like, yeah, this guy's a winner. I just want to give him a bro hug right now. I mean, I'm, you know, if I love dudes, I would love Matthew Stafford. That's my guy. This guy has a great arm. He's he's on a team that he, I'm just excited. I'm excited to have my bro here. And I thought, my God, if this guy loves, is so good at offense, is so incredible at creating game plans and executing game plans offensively, and he is talking this, this warmly about a quarterback that is now on his roster, you could tell he knew that this was going to take the Rams to the next level. And to his credit, Chelsea, he was right. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on finding change within yourself. I can say as an athlete, you know, I think we're supposed to be these big macho men. You know, that's part of what makes us who we are. So so we compartmentalize that and we stuff it away and we don't talk about it. It's not healthy to, to carry something like that through life. And, you know, in, in, in 2014, I just came to the point where I was sick and tired of carrying it through my life. And, and I wanted to find change. And, and, and that really, I guess, for me, forced me to become vulnerable. You know, for me, that was just something that I was looking looking forward to. I was looking forward to finding that vulnerability because I wanted to see change. I wanted to see what else I could go, you know, what else I could do to help me. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Check out BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Can you be down on the Dolphins and the Patriots? Find that to be an interesting conversation, because nobody's really buying into the Jets. So I have the questions about Zach Wilson. Like you can't just fade every team outside of the Buffalo Bills in that division. One of them is going to get wins. And right now, people are like, I don't know. I, so I have to buy into all this BS and all this crap that's going on with the Patriots and they can't figure out the line and all that, or I've got to buy into Tua? Like, people aren't sure what to do. It's interesting. Yeah. There's an opportunity, too, and if you're talking about playoffs in the AFC, because the West is going to beat up on each other. A second-place team, North, East, South, someone's got, there's a playoff spot probably up for grabs. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Only on the BetQL Network. All right, we wrap it up here. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. You guys want to 
one about how life is going in my house. I'm pretty sure the chocolate chip cookies I put in my oven before I started the show are absolutely roasted and burned because I can smell something burning. Oh. And oh, uh, well, just, my goodness. Yeah. Well, it's, were these you know. so? Were these homemade? Were these pr- the pre cooked ones? Like you, the ones that come frozen, or were these? Did you just pop in the oven, or are these ones that are homemade? Homemade. What is this, a Hallmark movie? Like, we just go by Toll House and we put the little clump in the oven. That's what we do. There you go. See, because those, those take about 10 minutes. Christmas movie? What am I doing here? Yeah. 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 Those take take about 10 10 minutes in the oven or so. And my wife didn't get the memo. So, you know, just smells amazing right now. Yeah. Chocolate chip cookies that are a little crispy, those are good. I I like them a little crispier. Hmm. Is that so? How would you define or, or, these? Oh, you know what? That's the good stuff. That is the good oh, stuff. Oh yeah, there. that's that is that's you the dip good that stuff. dip dip that in some milk, and you have got yourself a dessert, my friend. Charcoal and good. milk. Mm, yes, so delicious. Oh, that, oh, see, that's a summertime smell. Is is charcoal and and grill burning, and that is I think that encapsulates summer right there. Just, oh, just it man. softens right up. Dip it in anything, though. As long as your house isn't uh, on fire, I think it's. I think that's a good thing. I'm still here, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll run down the slate of football coming this weekend. I want to add one more bet just to the panel. Zach's not on right now, but he wants to make it known. He loves the Falcons to make the playoffs. He thinks they're a sleeper in the NFC. Marcus Mariota is a franchise quarterback that he truly believes in. We will see about that. I'm not as big a believer. And I say that as somebody from the state of Oregon, he was one of the nicest human beings of all time to cover, but just not quite there as a franchise guy. Uh, Great game manager is what Zach just said on our chat. So we'll see about the Falcons as a sleeper pick to make the playoffs. Um, Update, Florida State LSU, uh, Brian Kelly and his family are losing (laughs) seven to three. My family. Like my family the Midwest and I moved guy. here from yeah exactly the, that was it the what Midwest an guy come on oh we need to bring that back we need never forget that is a never forget moment always remember that moment because that is Brian Kelly right there <laughs> he is he is one of the most fraudulent humans as a head coach but because he wins and he's good we allow him to get away with being just absolutely disgusting I hope Florida State beats him and I hate Florida State so that can tell you all you need to know. They are losing right now, seven to three. Um, that is the Man. last update I saw. Let's go to he the weekend because the week. <laughs> what? He and his southern accent. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, she's Louise. Yeah. Uh, let's go, Lucy. The weekend, the NFL is here. Thursday sure is, is when the NFL starts. NBC Bills at Rams, so it's a road game for Buffalo. Buffalo's two and a half point favorites right now. Rams looking to defend the crown, something we haven't had since the early 2000s with your Patriots. Uh, how are we feeling about week one in the NFL starting off with that game? I, mm, it's okay, but give me Bills minus two and a half here. I think they're going to start off strong. I believe in Josh Allen here, Bills minus two and a half. It's an okay game to start off this season. As long at the start of the season, I always feel like whatever game it is, it's football. So whatever it is, that's fine with me. Bills minus two and a half would be even better, though. I'm taking Bills money line. I, I think they're outright, oh, outright yeah. winning this. And if you if you feel confident in a pick with two and a half or less points, like confident, I would advise going money line. Um, it also depends on what the return is. But like usually in those moments, I'll just go money line because like, eh, it's a point point and a half difference. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna take the Bills. I think the Bills are the better team. Uh, I actually yeah. really like the Bills this year. They were maybe 13 seconds away from winning the AFC. That's my hot take. I think they would have beaten the Bengals in the AFC championship game. And I actually think they, they probably would have won the Super Bowl had they been able to play the Rams. But they didn't. They lost. And so now they get to get a glimpse of what it's like to play the defending champions, who, are, by the way, are going to be out without Von Miller. Von Miller now is gone. And uh, he, he, is, uh, he has moved on to Buffalo. And so uh, he'll get some revenge. College football, Bama at Texas. This should be a good game, but it's a 17-and-a-half-point spread. Is this going to be a good game? Because I largely think, no, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, no, I think Alabama minus 17-and-a-half. That's where I would go with this. I would – I yep. really a lot of trouble betting against anything against Alabama right now. 
minus seventeen. Watch, by the way, for for some of you who aren't as in, in tune with college football, maybe it's the NFL. If you watch this game, look for thirty-one. That's all I'm going to say. Look for thirty-one on defense. He is an unbelievable, unbelievable defensive player, and maybe a, a Heisman um, contender here. Are, are are we taking your boy uh, Will Levis Will versus Levis? Florida? Yeah, one thousand percent. We are because he had a great start to this season and he's only going to get better i think i think a confidence has a lot there's a lot to be said for carrying confidence throughout a season and i think that first win he probably feels better their their odds to win the national championship are rather long but i think that and that maybe can lead to him thinking like oh we're not going to be that great this year but that win they they're in they're in the game here they are in it to win it and i i would take them here for sure against florida yeah, I mean, uh, Florida, Anthony Richardson is going to be a tough thing for them to contain. Kentucky, pretty good, top 25-ish type team. But this could be a big opportunity for Florida to show that maybe they're actually going to be better than people give them credit for. So that's going to be an underrated but good college football game. Uh, other games in the National Football League, as uh, I was just told, LSU missed a field goal because you can never trust Oof. a college kicker. Uh, your Patriots, I actually love this matchup because it's Patriots at Dolphins who are field goal favorite. And my take is, I think the Dolphins are making the playoffs. I love that offense by Mike McDaniel. Shanahan-esque, I think he's going to put two of with small, you know, non-down-the-throw field throws. He's got speed guys. I like this matchup, and I don't think the Patriots are going to be very good. How are you feeling, Patriots at Dolphins week one? I am feeling very unsettled, and that's why I'm taking the Dolphins minus three here because they're swim Dolphins up or whatever they say for the Dolphins because what fins Belichick up, said – Fins, fins up, everybody, because what fins Belichick up. said is that nobody has said and has done anything in preseason. And I don't know what he means. He doesn't know. I don't know what he means by anything. He said, no, we haven't seen anything in preseason from anybody, from the Dolphins, from us, from anybody. So you, you never know what week one is going to be. It's not indicative of the preseason. Then what are we here for? What are we doing preseason for, Bill Belichick? It has to show something about how your team has prepared, how prepared you are for week one. And the Patriots don't look prepared quite at all. So I am taking the Dolphins minus three. Uh, we've got Chiefs at Cardinals, which I would get excited about, but there's no DeAndre Hopkins because he got tested uh, positive, and so he's out for the first six weeks. This is only Chiefs minus four. I'm going to tell you, we'll see what the Cardinals are. I, I kind of like the Chiefs here, Lucy, and the over-under is 54. Yeah. Uh, how are we feeling about both those numbers? Where would you be starting in this one? Okay, Chiefs minus four, and I do like the over here. I think the Chiefs are going to come out hot. And to win the AFC, but no, Chiefs minus four. That's where I would go with this one. And you like the over 54? And I love the over here. God. You know, this is an interesting game because I, I think this is the year for Kingsbury. If him and Kyler can't get it done mm -hmm. and win a playoff game, you know, they were embarrassed in that matchup at the Rams. If, if they can't do better than that, I think Kingsbury, you're going to see him. He's going to be out. Uh, they just signed Kyler, so he's going nowhere. But I think they're going to run. Uh, Kingsbury right out we're going through the the slate of football games coming up here uh, this week as the NFL comes back into our lives God bless it Andrew Siciliano Scott Hansen everybody we've got the Amazon games now oh yes. we got Tariko Collinsworth we've got Michaels and Herb Street you know it's we've got Buck and Aikman on the Monday Night Football the broadcast best. of ESPN yes you've it's got gonna all be the awesome. all the the music intros, you've got all the, it just smells like fall. Those intro, it's it's funny because music has a smell when it comes to these. Because whenever I hear the intro or the NFL bells music, I think of leaves falling outside. That is what I yep. smell when I hear those. And this is where all, this is where it all happens. And the NFL is back and that's what it says. And it's very, and even the sound of the whistles, miss it so much. <laughs> Um, we've got Packers at Vikings. Packers are only two and a half point favorites. You like them to win the, NF uh, the NFC. I've said it before. I oh, think yeah. the Vikings are a sleeper to win that division. That Packer defense is nasty. They've got uh, maybe the best cornerback duo in the NFL. Their defense is probably the better unit. And it's going to be kind of a makeshift group at wide receiver. An old Randall Cobb. Uh, Lazard's going to be their one. I know they've got Dylan and Jones still and Rodgers is Rodgers, but I, I think this is a good opportunity for the Vikings to maybe stake a claim and show that they can take a step forward after last year's debacle with Mike Zimmer. Okay, well, I'm taking Packers minus two and a half in this one. So I'm, I'm all in on the Packers here.
and Aaron oh, Rodgers. Okay. To start okay. off strong. I'm hoping that line gets to plus three throughout the week. I hope people keep betting Green Bay there. I'd like to take it to get that at Vikings plus three, so we'll see, because I'd really like to take that one. Raiders-Chargers ended the year. That should have been a tie, and yet the Chargers, as Zach mentioned, hard to trust Brandon Staley. He might not know what he's doing with the clock, and so they lost, and the Raiders went to the playoffs and damn near beat the Bengals in round one, and the Chargers missed out. Uh, how are we feeling? Raiders at Chargers. Chargers are three-point favorite of this one. Are the Raiders going to be in last place in the AFC uh, West? No, and I think they're going to upset them here. I'm going Raiders plus three. Against oh, you're on Raiders plus one. three. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Wow. I have I have okay. some a little bit of faith in Josh McDaniels and the Raiders here. I I am interested to see how this team does. I do. Belichick, Belichick coaching tree. I want one Belichick coaching tree person to win something. A game or something. <laughs> Raiders plus I, three. Am I wrong? The best coaching hire from his coaching tree was the uh, – who was the douchebag in Houston for a long time uh, with a butt chin? Um, it wasn't Vrabel. Was he – No. Bill no. O'Brien? Is that the oh, name? Oh, was it Bill O'Brien? Yeah, he might have been the it's, most successful it's Bill from coaching tree. Yeah, yeah, he was easily the most successful. The Texans – Right. Yeah. Uh, Notoriously not great. Bucks at Cowboys, minus two. Where are you going? Because Brady and Giselle are fighting. Mm. Where are we betting this one? This is why I'm Cowboys plus two here. Because I, I think I could easily see Brady falling to pieces in this game and having one of those games where his head's in his hands and he's falling apart. I, I, right now, I don't know where to, where to lie with Brady. Uh, Cowboys plus two. Micah Parsons against a banged-up offensive line. Hard not to take them. I, I will take the Broncos minus six at the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson payback game. That's going to do it for us. Yes. Remember, uh, our back next week, Lucy. We'll have Cody Decker aboard, and we'll talk yes. to you guys. Enjoy week one of the NFL. Thanks for tuning in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. You're listening to the BetQL Network, now exclusively presented by BetMGM. Join Ken Barkley and me, Nick Costos, on You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the BetQL Network.